good to be here today. Um, a couple of things I want to ask some prayer requests for my dad. Mom said that he was wasn't feeling well when she left the house. His blood pressure's dropping down. Been doing that a couple of days. So um, if you don't mind, we're just gonna join with me as we pray. Now, God, we just pray for my dad, Kenneth, Lord, that you would just touch his body, Lord. As we're believers and we're in this presence and this place, Lord, we just we just thank you for your healing. We thank you for uh, for the authority that you've given us by the blood of Jesus and the cross at Calvary and the stripes that were upon His back, Lord. We speak that word. It's a greater word, Lord, than than uh, than blood pressure issues. Lord, it's a greater word, Lord. And Lord, you've you've healed time and time again, Lord. We in in this, in our family, in this house, and in this region, God, we just thank you for healing, uh, keeping my dad, Lord, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Also, I would like to ask the church to remember uh, my cousin. Her name is Tabitha Mize. It's her name. And I was telling Jack and them this over the weekend or this last week, uh, her son was, was killed in a four-wheeler uh, accident. He was 15. 15 years old, he was in Lexi's class, and so uh, they're having the funeral tomorrow, and be a lot of the communities will be there, so you continue to pray for the, the Mize family. Uh, it's actually on my mom's side, the Young family, so you guys just remember that. It's just a kind of a, been a tough loss, I think, for the community. He was just a, he was a good kid. They said he was always giving, and as a matter of fact, he chose and told his mom he wanted to be an organ donor. And so at least I know that they said at this point at least five people have received organs that would otherwise wouldn't have. So that was just a, he was just that kind of kid. And so you guys remember him. His name was, his name, his name was Cable. And remember Tabitha and that family as they go through this, this process. And so um, that there's a lot of ministers, a lot of family around them. And uh, that they would, through this, uh, we call on the name of the Lord and begin to find him in that place and find peace in that. So just remember that. Remember our community as we, as they do that. Um, uh, turn with me to the book of Philippians, chapter 3. I've got a few things here that uh, we try to get it all to go together. <laughs> it might, it may not. I don't know. We'll see. Close enough. <laughs> Yeah, we're just going to try to get get close to it anyway. Um, and also, Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. We're going to try to make this make sense. Um, I don't know. As Jack was beginning to speak about the dry bones, um, I began to think of, and this, this scripture has been on my heart for a while now. Um, and also, I think maybe a couple of weeks ago, I ministered, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, taste and see that the Lord is good. And, and this is a message that I think that the Lord has given us as Christians. The Bible says we've given the ministry of reconciliation to taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that his, his goodness and his mercy endureth forever. Um, in Isaiah 40, we're going to read just a little bit there. Uh, um, and, and in my Bible, it, the heading on it says comfort for God's people. Um, and it says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. Yes, the Lord has punished her twice over for all her sins. Listen, 
It's the voice of someone shouting, clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and hills. Straighten the curves, smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. A voice said, shout. I asked, what should I shout? Shout that people are like the grass. Their beauty fades as quickly as the flower in a field. The grass withers and the flowers fade beneath the breath of the Lord. And so it is with people. The grass withers and the flowers fade. But the word of our God stands forever. The word of our God stands forever. And so as I was beginning to look at that, we see... I, I was been reading... This has all been on my head. It's how it all comes. It's in my head. So I, it's, we'll... I'll be just surprised as you are when it comes out. So, uh, uh, everything is is talking about everything fades away. We've seen that over the years. We've seen everything fade away. We've seen things in our lives come and go. But the one thing that we can say is that God's word will last forever. It stands forever. It continues to go. The healing that we we heard and we read. Uh, We quote in Isaiah that there will be a sun that will rise with healing in his wings. That is a continuation that we're seeing today. We're seeing it uh, in cancer. We're seeing it in in these different things in different areas. We are experiencing healing. We're experiencing, we are not just praying for it. We're seeing it. We're praying for it. But the Lord is allowing, I think, within the body of Christ to experience healing within our minds, our bodies, our spirits, our our souls are, are being healed. And I think it's coming to a point of where we're not, it's not just preach a message and have someone say a prayer anymore, but it's like, okay, now that's the beginning. That's just the the entrance of what God is wanting to do. He's wanting to heal you. And now that you've had that, that experience of understanding that you've been reconciled into the, the, uh, uh, to the heart of God and in your mind is where we really need the reconciliation starts and that begins the healing process that begins to point us towards becoming Christ-like and and so it's more than just act right it's more than just do good and and what we've always done as a church is you act according to the way we think it is and make us feel good about it that way we can give you a thumbs up or thumbs down and we don't really really walk with people and disciple people through the things that they're going through it's just act right just just do what we tell you to do this is what we do but, but healing and reconciliation is a walk. It is a, a journey. And the, the, the ancient church began to talk about, come on this journey with me. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. There are certain things. We, we, this weekend we went to Oklahoma City and we went to different places to eat. And, and we, were, we, we, we watched too much Food Network probably because we had too many conversations about the food we were eating. And, and someone had said, you know, when you t- taste it, it's got a weird bite to it. It's like a, uh, it's like, uh, at first you're kind of pull back and go, I don't like that. But the longer you chew it, the better it becomes. It's like, it, it, someone was like, usually it has a, what do you say? Usually it has a bad aftertaste and a real good beginning, but a bad aftertaste. And I think Eric had said something about something. He, he goes, but this has kind of a rough start, but the aftertaste is a lot better. It, it, we were just having these conversations and I was thinking, taste and see that the Lord is good. For some people, the, 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 the first bite might have been a, not a good experience. But, but our job is to say, but continue. 
Chew on it a little bit longer. Stay with it just a little bit longer. Hold on because it will get better. Some of us, uh, and it may be the opposite. Taste and see that the Lord is good. We, 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 it's our job to reconcile people. He's good. Well, I've heard this and I've heard that and I've done this and I've experienced this. Okay, I understand it. Not taken away from all of that, but he is good. And, and if we, it is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. It's, the, it's his goodness that, that kept me. It's his goodness that, that kept pulling me and drawing me. And, and in that was the struggle of the hell that I went through because I couldn't reconcile in my mind, he's still good to me. Amen. He's still good to me. And even as good as we try to be, we can sit here and it would blow our mind if we just really thought about it. It's like, why am I sitting here? Why am I here? Why do I deserve this? Why? Why? And, and the reality of it is he says, you deserve it because I love you. Amen. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved the world. It didn't say he hated sin so much. He loved the world. He loved us. He loved people. He loved his creation so much that said that my creation is going into utter ruin. It's going into darkness, complete darkness. What are we going to do about it? How are we going to handle this? Are we in for the long haul? Are we in for the journey? Or are we just here for the moment? And when that doesn't happen, we'll wipe everything clean and start again. Amen. And so Christianity used to, in the ancient day, they would say, they say, are you a Christian? And, and most of them didn't want to be associated with the word Christian because they were saying, that's Christ. Like, like uh, uh, Peter says, I'm not worthy to be hung like Christ. Hang me upside down. I, don't put me in the same category as him because that's Christ. I don't want to take away from that. I don't want to, in my mind, even get close to thinking that, that, that you would associate me with him and you would end up worshiping me. Worshiping me. He said, I don't want to do that. And, and, and so he says that we begin to find that as we begin to walk in this, we begin to heal. It was a journey. Are you a Christian? No, no, no. They say, we are on the way. We are on the way. Well, what way is that? The Jesus way. We're on the way becoming like him. Are you, are you on the way? Are you in the way? Are you walking the way? That's what they would begin to say. We're, we're in the way. We're on the way. The way to what? We're on the way to becoming Christ-like. We're a journey. And they would invite people to this journey. That's how salvation began. Salvation was not a raise your hand, all eyes, and all eyes bowed, all eyes closed. I, I see you back there, sir. I see you, sir. Raise your hand. It was more than just raise your hand and say a prayer. But it was, I want to come with you, invite you on a journey, and I'm going to walk with this journey on you. Paul was, was moving around, and so what did he do? He said, I've invited all these people to this journey. I'm building this little community. Now you lead those people the way I've led you. You go out into your community and raise people up, invite them on this journey, and then go, well, come walk with me. We'll walk with you on this journey because we're on it. We might be a little further down the road, but we haven't arrived yet. Right? Paul says, I haven't chosen anything. That we'll read here in a minute. He said, not that I've obtained all everything. I have it, but I've not come there yet. I'm still working towards it. And the journey is that we continue taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that his healing is, is for now. Taste and see that the Holy Spirit is for now. And the, 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 the ancient church called it the energy of God. 
It wasn't just a spirit. It wasn't just a ghost, but there was energy in it. He said, there's energy. I've become alive. It's the same spirit, the same energy that rose Christ from the dead is now alive on the inside of us. And it wasn't just about a shake and a quake and a speaking in tongues and a dance and a shout. He said, this is for the journey. This is energy that you will need for the journey because there's going to be sometimes along this journey, you're going to get tired, you're going to get weary, and you are going to need to be energized. And this is that same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is the same spirit that will, on those days that you don't feel like it, will lift you up. Paul said, in my weakness is when you are made strong. It is when I'm down and when I'm hurting is when I feel your hands reach down and the energy of of God, the Spirit of God lifts my spirit up and wipes my tears and says, Keep going, keep walking. I can't walk that fast. It's baby steps. He said, But you keep moving forward, and I will walk with you as slow as you need to go. If you want to run, I'll run. If you need to walk, if you need to crawl, I am here with you, giving you energy, giving you the ability to keep moving and continue on the way. And on your journey, taste and see that the Lord is good. Things come, things go. Friends come, friends go. People come in your life, they leave for whatever reason. It may be a good reason. It might have been a bad reason why they left. But it doesn't matter what happens. He says that the word of our God stands forever. Beth and I have been many seasons and been, and been with many people and had great Great times. We've had some hard times with people, but we've had many, many times. But the one thing that I can say today, as I was getting ready for this and I was thinking about this, Lord, I've had some awesome experiences in the presence of God. I've had some crazy things that I've seen that we've, we've done in ministry and with people, and I've had some hurtful, some hard times, God. But the one thing today that I can say is your word has not changed, God. God, the spirit that I felt when I first come to the Lord and said, God, I need you in my life and I was in the bottom of that ditch and I could feel his comfort I could feel the energy come into that room is still here it's the same when I woke up this morning and I begin to put my mind and towards in, in the mornings when I, I, I drive to work I begin to put my mind towards him I just focus and I just begin to pray and just meditate upon his word and I can feel it in the truck with me now we're gonna get to what we're gonna preach about now Philippians 3 <laughs> the word of our God stands forever. Philippians 3. He says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord for me. Rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more than anybody else. Circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee. Educated. I understand it. I'm a doctorate's level degree of this. I understand it better than anybody. I can read it. But for him to say that, he would have had to read this stuff forwards and backwards. 
and be able to write it without making any mistakes. This wasn't just like, oh, I've learned to memorize a few scriptures. He knew the law. A lawyer, a doctor's degree, that kind of thing is what we're talking about here. High-level education. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the riotous, the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. <laughs> blameless. I was perfect in everything that I did. Everything that I've been told to do, I did it to the letter, to the the very, very minute detail. But verse 7, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. (laughs) Christ there is, is a reference to Jesus, but the word Christ is more than just, it's Christos. It's the anointing. It's the energy of God, the presence of God. And he's saying all of that for the energy that I feel in the Messiah, in the messianic anointing that is coming to my life by believing in Jesus Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. For the knowledge, woo, I've known everything. I know the law forward and backwards. I know the pharisaical understandings of life. I know all of this stuff, but I count all of that learning that I've had, all of those teachers that have high names and degrees, I count it laws. For what? What'd you gain? The knowledge of Jesus Christ, whom I have suffered for, and I've been through some things for, but I wouldn't trade it for a moment because I know him. I'm understanding him. There's knowledge that I have that's far greater than anything that I've ever been taught. Woo! And count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. I may gain the energy and the presence of God, though you're going to find out, and be found in him having in my, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, But that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. He said, by the law I was blameless. But I don't come by my own righteousness, which is all the things that I was doing and working towards. But I come by faith and I I, I gain righteousness through Christ, through the faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God. By faith that I believe in God and I begin to walk on this journey. He, well, Paul says, Jesus invited me on this journey. I didn't learn this from any man. It's the word of God, he tells everybody. I didn't learn this from people. I, I learned this from Jesus. Now, we like to use that of just me and Jesus got our own thing going. That's not scriptural. Because even Paul took himself after he had a great revelation and presented himself to the the apostles and the disciples and spent time with them. There was two or three of them that he went in and said, this is what Jesus has shown me. And they begin to listen to him and go, that sounds exactly what, what Jesus showed us and what he taught us. So that word that you have is an authentic gospel. It's coming into accordance with what we have been teaching and what we're believing. Now, Paul, we ask you, you got everything, the knowledge. Now, take care of the poor. And he says, I've always liked that idea. That's always been my heart. Blessed him, laid hands on him. You go out and do what you need to do. (laughs) Amen. This is awesome. He says here. 
through faith in Christ, the righteous which is from God by faith. In verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead, the power of his resurrection that I may know him. I've gained some knowledge. (laughs) I threw away a bunch of stuff that I knew that was filling my head that was tripping me up. And I gained and I counted all for loss that I may get some knowledge that I may gain Christ in my life. The anointing, the presence of God, the fullness of the Godhead bodily is now alive on the inside of me, quickening my mortal body. But yet I'm not through yet. I continue forward that I may know him and the power of his resurrection my goal is not that I've come to and I've accomplished my goal is that I am becoming I the old folk the the, the ancient church would say I am saved I am being saved and someday whether through the, the return of Christ or me dying and becoming one with him I will be finally saved and in his presence I am on my way I'm learning I'm coming to and one day I will be in the fullness of his presence. Woo! That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. But listen to this. He says, verse 12, not that I've already obtained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Now listen to that. He says, not that I've obtained or am already perfected. Now, we have this idea that, 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 that Paul didn't think that he was perfected. He says, it's not on God's part that I'm not perfected, but it's on my part that I'm becoming into that place. And a, a lot of times, Paul also wrote one time about uh, coming until we come into perfection. Perfection is not, I've done everything right and I don't ever mess up. Perfection is that I'm coming into maturity. I'm coming into a full understanding. He says, not that I've obtained it completely yet, because who can obtain complete understanding of who God is anyway? These guys that crack me up that they have masters of divinity. You've mastered divinity, have you? That's pretty arrogant, I think. (laughs) Right? But here we go. He says, not that I've obtained that I may lay a hold of that, that I may grab a hold of what Jesus has already grabbed a hold of. That I lay hold of that for which Jesus has also laid hold of me. What he's saying here that I can see myself the way Jesus sees me. That I can see the world the way God sees the world. Reconciled through Christ. He was on the cross and God was in him on the cross reconciling the world to himself. Not imputing their sins against them. Brethren, I do not count myself to apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Power of his resurrection. We, we get a little, uh, 
And it's just, I guess, human nature. It's the way we are. And we've all been there at some point. We get a new revelation and we think we've arrived and we're the only ones that know anything. And here Paul says, I want, the watermark is not how much you know. It's not how much you've done. It's not this. He says, the watermark is the power of his resurrection. And it goes back to, I want to tie this in to what Jack was talking about. Jack was talking about that the dry bones, all you need, if you've got bones, you've got hope. Why? People look at bones, so those are just dry bones. And he says, but yeah, you hold the power of resurrection. Because he says, can these dry bones live? God didn't tell him and says, I'm going to tell you these dry bones because he says, you've got to begin to realize that these dry bones can live. God says, I know what I can do. God's, God's identity is never in question when he's speaking about things. He's never up there going, oh, well, I just feel, feel like God today. I hope, I hope everybody's praising me because if they don't, then that may not make me God. He, he doesn't, his word endures forever. His word lasts forever. His, his mind about who he is is made up. He's not, he's not like we are trying to figure out who he is. He said, I'm just here walking you in this journey as you figure out who you are. Can these dry bones live? Well, you know that they can. Then he tells them, you speak to the dry bones. The miracle didn't happen in, in the vision. The thing didn't start moving until the prophet spoke, until the man of God, till the woman of God begins to speak and begin to be put into action. Amen. Can these dry bones live? He says, yes, they can. Then prophesy to the four winds. Begin to prophesy. And as I begin to prophesy, skin and sinew, and there stood a great army, but they were without breath. If we have dry bones, then we have hope. Amen. Well, this place over here, it's the worst place. There's drugs. There's this. It's dark. It's this. Well, then great. If there's dry bones, there's hope. There's hope. Well, well the Bible says that where there is sin, grace doth abound much more than any sin that is happening. Well, there's, a, there's this going on over here. Grace doth abound much more. Well, there's darkness over here. The darkness cannot extinguish the light. Grace is in more, uh, uh, it, it, is, it is more grace there than there is darkness in sin. Amen. Why? Because we have the power of a resurrection, the power of a reconciliation message that God is in us, reconciling us. He's pulling us to him. Jesus said, if I be lifted up on the cross, I will draw all men to me. They will begin to move towards me in their minds and their hearts. Well, it seems like they're going so far the other way, but I promise you there's no direction that you can go that you will not run in into him because he's all in all and he feels all it may not look like what we think I don't know if I told us if it was here but maybe last week I preached church has got to start trusting the work of the Holy Spirit Well, Tallahanna that we started church in, starting to pop. Businesses and all kinds of stuff, communities coming together. You know, they, man, when they started all that when we left. <laughs> but I begin to think, no, that's what we prayed, though. It's not surprising. 
They're like, I just can't believe this is all. And I'm thinking, we've prayed for that. That's what we prayed. The power of resurrection would begin to stir into people and they would, be, they would take pride in their city. They'd take pride in. And I begin to notice that a lot of the people that are doing this are people that used to be connected with us. And at one point they left for whatever reason. And I thought, it was a part of me that my first thought was, that's awesome. These people, they have good hearts. They want to serve the Lord. They, maybe they just didn't fit in with us or whatever the whole reason was. I'm not even, that's not even the, the issue anymore. Now I'm looking rejoicing going, but they're doing the work of the ministry. They're doing the work of the ministry. And, and when, when we get to that point, it don't have to be about me and mine and ours, our four and no more, but it can be about they're doing the work of the ministry. They're coming in unity with that, that community in that town, and they're leading the charge and going, this is what we're in. And I can sit back and go, well, you could have done that when I was. But no, that's not the point. I've not obtained anything. They have the power of resurrection inside of them, and God's doing the work of them. They've, they're stirring up, and they're doing it, and I'm going, bless God. Beth and I had to come through some ideas because we thought we were supposed to do everything. Literally everything. <laughs> and we tried to. But that wasn't what the Lord wanted us to do. Our Lord wanted us to begin to speak and begin to preach. We teach. We begin to meet Jack and Kay and these other ones that, be, that were praying the same thing. Like we've said that before. We felt like we were the only ones doing anything. Then we met these guys and this people over here and that. And There's a group of people that's been praying for the same thing. And we're beginning to see that begin to happen. We begin to see that this journey that we're on, we're not by ourselves. And we begin to meet people like Jack and Kay that I don't know why they put up with us, but they, they like us. <laughs> and then part of our journey, they've said, come on, we're on this journey together. Let's walk for a season as we walk through this. We, we, we've learned, I can look back at that life and think the journey that I've been on, I can look at these bad spots and this and that. I'm just like, that's just part of the journey that we've been on. And I can either look and just like find a, a moment in time and obsess about that moment in time and think of all the things that should have happened, should I should have said this, they should have said that. And I can work myself up and get, or I could just say, God, I thank you for that moment. I thank you for that experience because most times I look back on stuff, not every experience was just horrible. There were some painful times in it, but I learned. And I, one thing that we do, we got to bless them. We got to bless people. We got to, to, to touch people and live people. And we're walking. Not that we've obtained anything. Not that what we have, we've, we've arrived and we've got it all and we've got all the answers. And I begin to realize it takes all of us. It takes all of us to do the working that God is wanting to do. Southeast Oklahoma, there's a, that's a big area. And it's kind of interesting now. My job is I drive all over Southeast Oklahoma. <laughs> Delivering food. That's funny, huh? Bread. We deliver a lot of bread. <laughs> and I was thinking, I wasn't even thinking about this, Ronnie, but I was delivering things, and I was like, man, I'm, and the word came to my mind. I was carrying boxes, hot, and I was sweating in there, and the Lord says, you're delivering goods to southeast Oklahoma. I said, stop for a minute, and I said, goods to southeast Oklahoma. Yeah, we're delivering goods, delivering food, delivering the bread of life, delivering, and I began to thought, all this area we've prayed over. <laughs> Lord, we've, we've, we've prayed over all these days. We've, one word went and worship on the high places and pray in the low places. We've done that, God. We've done all that. And here I am going, I've blown away. I'm literally all of southeast Oklahoma. I'm driving my truck through there, just driving through there and, and just worshiping the Lord. 
And, and before I leave, I want us to pray. There's something that, 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 that I see in southeast Oklahoma in every one of these little towns. But I see the Lord is, is already beginning to deal with it. And what we continue to pray, it saddens me as, as I go to every little town in this area that we've been in, that we live in. There, every town I go in, there's people in the middle of the day just walking around with nothing to do. Now, we could look at them and go, right? But my heart breaks. The last few weeks, the last, this last week has been rainy. And I see a lot of people not having a place to go. Now, you can look at them and say, well, they've had a place. They've had opportunity. They've had, yeah, maybe. But I've seen them the day that it was raining. And I, I, it breaks my heart, too, to see that what we're seeing right now is some of these people, they can't, if you talk to them, they couldn't even tell you where they're at. And I see it in all these towns through Southeast Oklahoma. Not one town have I seen that it's not been affected by there's a part of me that could be like, oh, this and that. But it's really stirred my heart to begin to pray. Jesus said, don't pray for the harvest because it's there. But pray for laborers. My prayers, and, and I want you to join me this week as we begin to pray for Southeast Oklahoma, that in these little towns, and I'm not saying nothing's going on. I'm not saying that, there's, that the church is not there because part of me was like, well, where's the church? I don't know that the church ain't there. I'm not knowing that the church is not trying to help people. I do know that just about every county in our area, southeast Oklahoma, that they've started uh, uh, Celebrate Recovery. and just There's a church or a group of people that are starting in just about every county in southeast Oklahoma now. And the, the church is rising up going, we have an answer. And they're beginning to minister, and that's becoming a, a huge wave of people are coming into the church because of that ministry. The prayer that, that I want you to join me to pray is, Lord, let laborers rise up even greater numbers, God. Lord, these, these pastors that are passionate these churches in these little towns, that, that, that I, you, you know how they operate. They're the only ones doing anything, most of them. It's just the way that it is. I'm not saying one thing or the other, but I'm saying, Lord, let these churches rise up and have that heart for those people. And you know they do because in those little small towns, that's a relative to somebody. That's a brother, a sister, an aunt, an uncle, a cousin. That's somebody that that community knows, and they see that, and their heart is broken. And we drive by, and it's easy for us to look down our nose on that. But that's the heart of God to walk up to them to say, taste and see that the Lord is good. He's reconciled you. And in his heart, he's looking towards you, and he's pulling you back to. He's pulling you back to. Just to planting those seeds that we may know him in the power of his resurrection. That what the Lord spoke to us 10 years ago, 12 years ago, however long, that word is still able to be performed today just as much as it was whenever it was. And his word will stand forever. Amen. His word will stand forever. His word stands over southeast Oklahoma. And the words that we've spoken, we're not just some kind of new people just showed up on the scene. But there have been people praying over this area before we even ever showed up. And we, well, this is a generation in our time, we begin to be able to see some of those prayers. And the prayers that we prayed, our hope is that this next generation will begin to see the prayers that we've been praying and take it even further than where we are right now and what we're coming into. Taste and see that the Lord is good.
Come on, pray. God, we just thank you, God. Lord, for your word, Lord. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for salvation, God, Lord. That today is the day of salvation, God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our, in our hearts and in what you're doing in the churches in southeast Oklahoma, God. These cities and these towns, God, Lord, where there's people that are hurting, God. Lord, we pray for those pastors that you would send them help, God. Lord, that you would send people within the church that their hearts would stir, God. Lord, to, to minister and to, to help and to clothe, God. Lord, and if they're doing it, God, then even greater help for them. We pray for laborers to come along and to walk along, God. Lord, this journey that we're on, God. God, and all the churches, God, would be filled with people that will help. And God, that will do the work of the ministry, God. Lord, that, that the gospel of Jesus Christ will be spread, will be preached, will be known, God. And God, our heart is, God, Lord, that you've... That, that we would continue showing the love of Christ right here in our, our own yard, God, and the place that you've planted us, God, as we grow, God, as we continue to move forward and, and press toward the high call of God, Lord, that you've put in our lives, God. And, Lord, we just thank you for everything that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. This, uh, this is a, an important word to us. Uh, I don't know if some of you would know, some of you won't know, that um, the whole reason that we're here is that very word that Brent just preached. Taste and see that the Lord is good. We went to a meeting in uh, Tahlequah, heard Chuck Pierce, and during praise and worship, uh, as we was Entering into that, I began to smell something that I've never smelt before. And my, I questioned God, what, what is this? What am I smelling? And, and I said, is it you, Lord? Is, is it you? I, I'm asking. I'm wanting to know. There's a fragrance that's strong, and I want to know what it is. And I said, is this you, God? And he said, Taste and see that I'm good. And I said, okay. <laughs> now, I, got you. I got you, I think. Well, then the speaker gets up, and about the third thing he says was, taste and see that I'm good. And God was speaking about southeast Oklahoma. When in this service and us tasting and seeing that He is good and it, the power of His resurrection. So what, what you're hearing, what you're feeling, what you think you know is that God is doing something in southeast Oklahoma. <laughs> That's what you know. He's doing something. We wouldn't have somebody from Canada here from Saskatchewan. Huh? I'll say it. I might have said it right. I don't know. <laughs> Saskatchewan? Amen? It's true. I'm, God is wanting to release that to us. So, 
We're going to make our declaration and then I'll pray and we'll go eat. Amen. As we have given back to the Lord a portion of what He has given us, we declare that He teaches us to profit and leads us in the way we should go. The Lord gives us power to make wealth and supplies all our needs according to His riches and glory. We bless Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And as He blesses us, His way becomes known on the earth as salvation among all nations. Lord, we are believing You for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, debts paid off and transfer of wealth, prosperous businesses, our vats filled with oil and our coffers with gold, expenses decreased, blessings increased, heavens opened, earth invaded, signs, wonders, and miracles, angel visitations. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, thank you for more than enough so we can give into your kingdom, co-labor with heaven, and see Jesus get his full reward. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the food and the fellowship. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.